Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the CX Goalkeeper Podcast. Your host, Greg, will have smart discussions with friends, experts, and thought leaders on customer experience, transformation, and leadership. Please follow this podcast on your preferred platform. I am sure you will enjoy the next episode with the guest I selected for you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the CX Goalkeeper podcast. I'm super thrilled because today I have not only one top player, but I have two top players from Pisano, Otskan and Orchun, but we will learn about them in a few minutes. Today we are going to discuss about total experience, customer experience, employee experience, and I'm really thrilled to understand the future of, of Pisano and what Pisano is doing around these topics. As usual, we start... Uh, with a short introduction, and then let's kick off this game. Today's top player, first one is Otskan. Hi, Otskan, how are you? Doing fantastic, Greg. Thanks for having us. How are you? It's a great pleasure. As usual, could you please introduce yourself? Yeah, with pleasure. So my name is Otskan. I'm, I'm founder and CEO of Fisana. Thank you, Otskan. And now to the second top player of the day. It's Orchun. Hi, Orchun. How are you? Hi, Greg. Thank you very much. I'm great. Uh, thank you for having us. It's a great privilege. It's my pleasure. I am following Pisano since some years. I see the growth part of Pisano, and I'm super happy to have you back on the CX Goalkeeper podcast. Orchun, could you please introduce yourself? Sure. Um, I am an HR professional with 20 years of experience. Um, I work on employee experience. I have a published book on this. Um, I'm the founder of Turkish Employee Experience Community. Uh, we have around 1,500 uh, followers in Turkey. Um, I work as the Employee Experience Director at Pisano. Uh, so it's great to be here. Thank you very much for this introduction. And also for the audience, I think it's, it's clear that we are really two top players for this podcast and let's kick off also the main topic. We are going to discuss about total experience and we would like also to understand what is exactly total experience. And therefore let's start the game and let's kick off. How does Pisan approach to total experience differ from traditional customer experience strategies? Yeah, so, um, so when we say total experience, total experience as, as defined in the market uh, is a combination of customer experience, employee experience, user experience, and multi-experience. So when, when we combine them all, you actually drive the real digital transformation or transformation in your, in your business. So when it comes to Pisano, Pisano has been, I, I remember our last chat. So since, since our last conversation last year, I think it was around again June last year. So right after that one, Orchun also joined the team. If you remember, like we've talked a lot about CX and then we said that EX is going to be something big. And then again, you know, we would like to share more about EX today. But um, since then, actually, Pisana had a very good year. So we had, we had actually a very successful year uh, or let's say last 12 months. So we grow 2x year over year. So it's, it's a good, quite good achievement at our space and also at our size at the moment. So we acquired more than 30 enterprise logos. We, we hired, we employed, uh, you know, we provided employment to more than 75 people. Um, we've actually become one of the most top rated um, 
solution in the voice of customer space at Gartner Peer Insights. That's something that we're quite, um, quite proud of. That's something, you know, you can cheat in business in many things, in numbers and metrics, et cetera, et cetera, but you would never be able to cheat on the voice of your customers. People will tell what they feel and the experience that they actually um, had with you. Uh, but the last but not the least, and this is how I'll connect to the uh, total experience topic, Pisano has been named as a leader in Quadrant Spark metrics. This has been actually our first year getting into any of these resources. And then entering into that space as a leader, um, it's, again, it's phenomenal. You know, I can't be uh, even more proud of everything that we've achieved as Pisano team. So um, connecting that to total experience, um, you know, total experience and the critical capabilities to deliver on total experience has been defined by Gartner's, Forrester's, Quadrants, and any other, you know, uh, research companies on, on, on the space. So this has been known to any of the providers or solution providers, technology providers in the space. So at Pisano, we, we actually dedicate more than 55% of our full budget to engineering and product development. So product is why we are there and you know we surround all our business around that one. So Orchard has also gone through that journey, really driving the core of our employee experience solution with the uh, employee experience community and, 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 and HR and employee experience professional. So at Pisano, again, more than 50% of our team members are working on our R&D and product department. So we're quite a product-driven, engineering-driven company where we, again, if you would check those critical capabilities, we have five over five score understanding the customer requirement. If you remember the last year, we had talked about, you know, how we get around the whole team uh, on a daily basis to discuss customer feedbacks, to bring everyone on the same page, to understand customers' requirements and needs to, to deliver on that. So um, Pisana has been delivering very successfully on that. And, you know, uh, the recognition of being um, or being named as a leader in that space is, again, you know, made us very happy. And this is just the beginning of that journey. Hopefully in the coming years, we'll, we'll drive the market. But coming how we differ in the space, you know, as, as you would said, again, I'm remembering some of the topics that we had, you know, people may not remember the technology, people may not remember, you know, the features, but people would remember the experience that you provided to them. So coming to the differentiation point. So our actual differentiation is our business model. So Pisano would like to be known as the easy to buy, easy to integrate, and easy to use platform. That actually sounds very simple, but it's very hard to do. So it starts from how you approach to uh, your customers, understand their needs, having a very simple business model, going them, you know, including product capabilities and features, having a simple pricing uh, on their side having built-in integrations that they can integrate in days, uh, not you know months and years. And then also having an easy user, uh, um, easy to use user interface so that you know the program scales inside these organizations. So I think scale is the other keyword. So if you check a standard Pisano user, Pisano customer. So we have a banking customer that you know there is 35 departments in that or bank. And that in that customer, and 35 of them use Pisano. 
we have a huge, huge conglomerate that we started to work uh, less than a year. There is more than 30 departments using Pisano. So that is actually how Pisano differs in the market. So if you would check some of the other uh, you know, solution providers in the market, their average user per customer would be five, six on the inside people or customer experience people, research people using the solution, and then delivering those insights to some people in the organization. On our, you know, in our term, terms, if you would remember the last year's statistic, it's still uh, parallel with all the new customers that we do acquire. Around a thousand users per account, they actively use our solution on a daily basis. So that's actually where their partner to make that change up and where their partner to, you know, deliver those, uh, you know, exceptional experiences, remarkable experiences uh, for those business. I think that's where that's where we, you know, completely differ in the market and, you know, our customers voice in portals like Gartner Peer Insight clearly shows and outlines that. Thank you very much, Oskar. If I try to um, remember also our discussion that we had last year, and you, you already mentioned a lot of points. Uh, now it's clear Pisano is playing in the Champions League. <laughs> Pisano delivers what, what uh, Pisano promised, because we spoke about employee experience, it was high level, and now we have Orchard here to discuss about it. And you are very, very innovative, because if you want to play in the Champions League, then you need to be innovative, find ways to, to, play, in, to play in the game, to play the business, and ensuring to, to get uh, at the top notch. And uh, what I really like and enjoy is um, what you shared that a lot of employees in the same company can use the same system because then they see the same the same data, the same numbers, and therefore they are all empowered in the same in the same way. And that's again back to to football. It's something extremely important that every team player has this opportunity to work together to find the insight to score goals together. But as I have two experts here, I stop speaking and I would like also to ask one question to Orchun. How can companies prioritize and foster a positive employee experience to enhance the company relationship with customers? Um, this is a very good question, uh, Greg. Um, and I can talk about it all day long, actually. Um, now let's start from, um, let's start from a high level point of perspective, actually. Uh, whenever I tell about the relationship between CX and EX in my trainings, I always describe them as sister domains, uh, CX being the elder sister. Now, the reason why is because EX is uh, comparatively younger and because uh, she has learned a lot from her elder sister. Now, um, now it, it has played out uh, so far like this. EX has... Um, borrowed a lot of principles, approaches, methodologies, and tool set from the CX. So let's, for this time, let's answer your question with a different perspective. And let's try to answer this question um, for those companies that are not mature enough in the CX discipline and say in a transition period, okay? Now, um, for a company like this, how does the company understand whether the, the customers are having a great experience on time of purchase? 
Now, since they have not yet established the structured survey mechanisms, and they don't really get the data about uh, the, the voice of customer, let's say, what is the only remaining thing for the company to understand whether it delivers a, a great experience? And that's asking the front desk employees and trying to understand whether the customer states or behaves in a way that um, that implies that they will come back again. Uh, now, when you think about, say, I will give an example from Pisano EX. Let's, this, let's say that this company is introduced to Pisano EX and the employees um, experience that the platform interacts with them many times during their journey in the company, throughout their career, um, and it interacts with them on such points that all of these points are critical touch points. And it interacts with them with smart and meaningful, contextualized, meaningful survey questions on different channels and uh, with different met methods. So then the employees will understand that, oh, okay, so that's how you gather feedback. And that's how it is possible then to understand if, if the customer is happy with what I deliver. And another thing is, uh, let, let me give an example from Pisano EX2. So all the, these uh, real-time flowing feedbacks are gathered and refined into smart data uh, that is trackable and manageable on smart dashboards, uh, which are ready to take action. So whoever is following the dashboard is immediately there with the data to take action and intervene with a pain point to scale it to a gain point. Now, in this regard, we can say employee experience approaches and platforms, the voice of employee tools, will be an eye-opener for the company and its employees so that they would like to scale it to the customer side to, to have a holistic approach and elevate the experience. So, we have learned a lot as the EX people, we have learned a lot from the CX, but in an example like this where CX is not yet there, EX will be a door opener. Let me answer it this way. I really like that and what you're saying, but before I comment on that, I know that Otkan wants also to add something on that and therefore Otkan. Yeah, I, I fully agree. So this is, I think, a beautiful new approach and something not said before. You know, everyone says, you know, um, you know, good EX is necessary to have a good CX. But, you know, actually making your employees having the empathy of uh, the customer's journey, customer's life cycle with their own experiences is a fantastic opportunity. Yes, and uh, what uh, what Orchun said brought me to to this to this idea. And please comment if you if you are not agreeing on that. But we always say also in customer experience. First of all, the basics should work before we start offering amazing experience, great experience to the customers. And I think one big part of these basics 
is the employee experience because the employees should be empathetic, understand what happening to what is happening to the customer, so that they can ensure that the basic are, are, flow, are flowing seamless, frictionless, and so on. And therefore, it, it totally makes sense as you are explaining that. And I think it helps us also to think that through that fixing the basics. One part of fixing the basic in, in customer experience, it's employee experience, and therefore we should start. We should should start from from there. And as Orchard said at the beginning, the small sister learn from the big sister, and it's it's really really interesting. And perhaps how does Pisano bridge the gap between employee experience and customer expectation to create a seamless and holistic experience? Yeah. So um, again, when when we say total experience there's been many case studies. So, you know, we are, and, you know, uh, from, from our past conversations, we are the humble player in the market. Like we, we don't talk very highly, but we were talking about total experience since 2019. We, we got the best, you know, project around total experience in 2019 on a, a global perspective. So what was that start from 2019? So when we when we implement customer experience or voice of customer projects, those are usually a very you know um, complicated. You know you integrate many channels, many tools, a lot of decision makers involved, it, a lot of uh, you know experience owners involves hundreds of tools that you integrate, maybe ten. Uh, but you know when when you get there. You know, I do not think that looking only what customer says may be enough at some point. For example, especially at customer-facing department. So when we say employee experience, usually people think that it's about compensation. You know, it's about you know working conditions, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But it's of course it's a big part. It's it's an important part. But also, you know, from our real case studies. For example, you visit a bank branch you open up an account or you pay your mortgage, whatever. And then we do send you a transactional survey asking about your experience at that branch. What we highly recommend to anybody doing these programs in the market, asking the same question to the employee too. So how did employee think about or the people serving those customers feel about that transaction? It's not about their compensation. It's not about the working conditions, but literally, if they know the tools, if they, they are able to use those tools, if they have enough information and knowledge to deliver that experience to customers, because in today's you know, uh, circumstances, um, you, know, you, you hire someone, in about two weeks, you want them to deliver something. Onboarding is done the first day. Second day, they are, they are at job. They are you know, on the job. So. You know, at that point, uh, really understanding the uh, voice of those employees and their experiences is quite crucial. Same goes for contact centers. So, you know, I don't have the full statistics, but, you know, given our experiences by the custom, by our own customer space, and then again, we can do a simple research and we may reach out to data, but around 50% of the contact centers, contact center people are actually outsourced. They don't live in the organization. They don't work from their offices. They do not know the culture of that organization. And in many cases, they're just recruited pretty much a few hours ago, not days. 
So someone just do a, a, do a simple uh, a short training and they are, you know, answering the calls. So uh, at, this, at, like, at these uh, touch points, we would highly recommend also understanding the uh, voice of employee and then, you know, uh, see these gaps, you know, if, if there are things to improve uh, in these points to deliver those customer experience. That's very crucial. Like if you don't know about that product, how would you deliver those, uh, you know, superior experiences to customer? It's not possible if you don't know about the product processes, journeys inside. So I think uh, understanding the voice of employee along with the uh, voice of customer in such touch points are very crucial. Again, we, we've been doing these projects since 2019 and then you know, in 2019, this is being selected as one of the best voice of customer projects all around the world um, with very credible organizations. So I would, again, I, I've approached the situation from a very well-known uh, customer experience, voice of customer project implementation, but I'll, I'll give the word to Orchin to complement on the bigger employee life cycle and how that employee life cycle and experience of that employees would convert into customer experience. He's, he's the best person to talk about it. Yes, thank you, Uskan. Um, well, there actually is a lot of similarities between the employee lifecycle and the customer lifecycle. Uh, what we see is a, is a journey. That's, that's a very important word to begin with, actually. And as the journey expands, uh, our relationship with the employee and the customer on the other side uh, grows more mature, and and the bond becomes uh, stronger. So um, when you understand that, so when how how do we define employee experience? Let's let's actually go back to that, and then uh, let's move on. Well, we we define employee experience as the holistic uh, perception that the employee acquires over all the interaction the employee makes with the employer. So where where do those interactions come from? It's they come from the touch points. So the definitions are very similar with the CX and the understanding behind it is, is very similar. And when you understand that the, the perception is not, is not there with only one interaction, but you have to be consistent and, and you have to plan and design the whole experience and the life cycle so that it will produce a single output, then it all comes together. Yes, I think it it totally makes sense what, what you're saying. And I really like that you're speaking about life cycle because often companies, as Otskan was saying, uh, are somebody give the trainings in the first day and then uh, the best uh, support is help yourself. And uh, if you can do that throughout the complete journey, it's 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 really game changing. But I really like Orchin what you were saying. Perhaps what uh, practical tips or best practices can CX professional and transformation experts use to instill a customer centric mindset within their organization? Yeah, I think I think we'll we'll refer here to um, our our I, Orchin, we would say our best friend or. You know how how we would how we would talk about Gyokan. How, how do you introduce um, Gyokan? RCX RCX advisor. <laughs> Not best friend. <laughs> and best friend. And best friend. So as you know, we you know Gyokan. He's been one of the um, you know top leaders in the and also influencers in the customer experience space. So he's been 
uh, he's been, you know, giving hundreds and you know trainings to the organizations around customer experience and um, you know how would those customer experience professionals use uh, those tips to um, tips to deliver uh, on um, on customer experience. So Gökhan would always say, uh, you know, start with the culture, you know, inside inside the organization then go with the uh, people that will, you know, implement that. And then, you know, when, when these things are done, it's, again, I don't know statistically, but it's about 80, 90% of the job. And then tools come and then the processes come and then, you know, it's, it's an ongoing journey to always improve. But uh, if you don't have the right culture and, uh, you know, organization, including people that will take the best uh, out of these programs again it's just the technology and processes or you know strategies written on the paper so i would say you know um the the top ones to start the the, the first places to start would be really the the culture inside the organization if they're ready to take on such a project and if they are ready to uh you know uh, deliver continuously uh on on those uh on those programs and then people dedicating themselves to, uh, you know, making, making their, um, uh, their, uh, projects successful. For example, again, in, in these, again, shared, you know, we have a daily active 10,000 users in, in an organization, thousands of in another. So we usually have a champion in these organizations that deliver fantastic jobs. So I, I can't be, you know, um, grateful enough to those people. So there are people, when I count the people that help to the growth of Pisano, I always count them in the top three, top five. So those people, um, you know, uh, take the ownership of these programs, you know, bring and put all the company behind, behind them and, you know, without any um, selfish or individual um, conflict of interest they they uh you know it work hard for delivering on those customer experience or employee experience targets of those businesses so again can it will it will start with the culture and right people to deliver on that i really like that and uh, this is uh, allow me again uh, one uh, example related to, to football uh, in at least in Europe, we have several teams that are always or often winning the the championship, the Champions League, and so on. And what they are saying, the players that are not playing anymore there, they all say it's the winning culture. These teams have a winning culture. Everything is organized around this mindset of we need to win, we should win, we want to win. And then even if the players are changing, they continue win, uh, winning. And I think that's exactly what you said, the culture, the players, and then all the all the other things like organizations, tool, and so on. And therefore, it, it's it's make total total sense. Now the first half of the game is uh, is coming to an end, and we have a short break. And uh, we would like to share together the, with the audience the Spark Matrix report. Uh, do we want quickly to share what's what's this matrix matrix is? And you will find that on Pisano's website and on the CX Goalkeeper website. We will share all the links in the show notes. Absolutely. So um, again, as, as we discussed on the beginning, um, you know, to implement a successful, this, this, this report and metrics is about um, voice of customer space. 
does not include voice of employee on a full, you know, deep dive as, you know, employee experience is just a little part or, uh, you know, a title or topic inside that. So the critical capabilities to have a full-fledged, you know, end-to-end uh, voice of customer program has been defined in our market. And then when, when we check on those capabilities, of course, every research company has their own method of evaluating a uh, solution provider. For some of them, you know, capability A is more important than capability B. In some of them, they, they uh, you know, uh, evaluate the uh, vendors on different dimensions. But uh, on this one, as, as again, as you would see, so um, on the quadrants park metrics, so they would look for two dimensions where, you know, they're looking for technology excellence and then the impact of that technology on the customer side. So um, currently Pisana has been named uh, or positioned as a leader in this park metrics. So uh, this is again, thanks to everyone at Pisano delivering on what we've aimed you know, for years. And we've been working uh, uh, hard for um, you know, reaching out to this target. And again, we've achieved this in our first year of entry to the, to the report. So um, that's quite a good achievement. But uh, you know, to evaluate how would, how would we interpret that? So it would actually saying that, you know, Pisano has the excellence of that technology to deliver fully on these uh, voice of customer programs. And then at the same time, it will also create the necessary customer impact for their investment into this technology. So you may have a technology, but the, you know, uh, return or impact of that technology investment may not be there. So, Again, having that wide range of users uh, inside the organization, almost, again, we do have more than the MPS champions in more than 10 countries, and none of them were there before we started to work with them. So that shows the impact that we create in these customers. So we have a consistent you know, increasing their feedback volumes, increasing number of people using the platform, increasing touch points that is being, you know, onboarded in the platform, but also in their core metrics like, you know, uh, CSAT, you know, effort score, uh, you know, and also, you know, NPS, et cetera. We have also a lot of custom metrics developed inside the inside Pisano platform. But again, we're quite uh, proud of uh, both our technology excellence, but also the impact, more, more than that, the impact that we are creating for those businesses that make the investment to Pisano. And I think, you know, our, our agenda is to be at the top quartile, like literally at the top of these uh, uh, quadrants where, you know, more than anything, you know, getting the best uh, uh, impact on our customers. Thank you very much, Otskan, for this uh, great break and this information. Let's uh, smoothly go to the second half. And if the first was, half was so interesting, I'm really keen to start this second half together with you. Um, Orchun, what are key challenges in implementing employee experience initiatives and how can they be overcome for continuous improvement and growth? Okay, this is again um, a very good question. And I know that the CX professionals uh, are asked the same question very frequently. 
And e the EX part's answer is no different, actually. Um, the, the critical thing here is the adoption and governance. Um, if you don't have an adoption strategy, and if you don't know how to, how to govern this process, um, the, the EX initiatives are, are doomed to fade out in the camaraderie in the company because a lot of projects are going on at the same time. And maybe some of the project sponsors uh, would be uh, very um, success oriented and, um, you know, they can push their projects forward. And if you don't have a strategy for adoption about employee experience, you can quickly uh, get out of the game. So you, you need to approach this with uh, with a strategy. Now, when I was uh, writing my book um, about employee experience, um, I wanted to provide a very good framework um, so that people can follow it, uh, the organizations can follow it uh, in order to uh, provide a good employee experience, a sustainable one. But um, th there are some key figures in this area, uh, this domain, employee experience. One for Ben Vitter, for example. Another one is Jacob Morgan. Um, but other than that, there are, there are no frameworks. And um, I, I had to come, uh, come out with my own uh, that is applicable to the Turkish culture. Not only to the Turkish culture, but it's a universal model, uh, but it's very understandable at the Turkish domain uh, market. Uh, so when I was uh, asked about this organizational adoption and governance, I also uh, searched for a model that could be um, provided as an as a reference point, and I couldn't find one because employee experience is a very young discipline and it is yet to be discovered. It's a vast ocean. Uh, however, we're just barely scratching the surface. It's like early 2000s for CX, you can take it that way. We're on that period now. So I, again, had to come out with my own uh, organizational adoption and governance model. Um, I, I try to, uh, you will kindly, I believe, uh, provide the link for the visuals. Uh, that I'm that I'm not referring to, uh, but the organizational model that uh, I I came up with my own is it's like a pyramid model, and as Oskan has mentioned, it's the base of that pyramid is culture shift. Now, culture shift uh, is is tremendously important because if you don't foster the the culture in an employee centric way, uh, then then the seeds that you sow in the in the soil are they they don't flourish uh, if you don't nurture them. If people don't understand why we're doing this, and if they don't show ownership of the idea, then they don't believe in it. So culture is very important. And once the culture is there, once the mindset is mature enough, then you move on to the structural uh, adaptation. Where what we mean by structure is the the organizational structure, the spaces, the physical and the digital spaces. And the tools that you provide to the people so that they can they can do what is expected of them. Now, once the structure is there, then we move on to the to the systems, the systemic change. And when I mean by that, what I mean by that is the operating model. Uh, how does the company work? Uh, whether the the company works in an agile way, for example, or in a lean way that um, creates synergy with employee experience. Uh, whether the HR has gone through a transformation from conventional HR to um, an experience center um, and the workplace model. How does the, the company work? Uh, whether it gives the freedom to the employee to, uh, to choose from 
uh, that is ideal to his lifestyle, whether, you know, I can work uh, from afar, I can work on premise, um, I can work in a hybrid um, manner, uh, whether it gives that, that freedom of opportunity. And then we move on to the, as we uh, climb up the pyramid, then we go to the uh, policy procedure process modernization. Now this modernization, of course, we, uh, we recommend to be done with an employee-centric perspective and with an experiential mindset that uh, provides uh, the luxury of making mistakes so that we can learn from them, just like uh, the design thinking principles, you can take it that way. And at the top of the pyramid is human focus, where we um, create some space for, for meaning, belonging, and diversity and inclusion, uh, which is very important. And the pyramid is uh, wrapped up in two wings. One is co-creation. Uh, co-creation is perfectly important, just as in uh, customer experience, so that we don't create the experiences for the employees, but with the employees. And then the other one is, of course, voice of employee, because feedback is critical. Um, if, you, if you don't meet the employee where they are, just like meeting the customer where they're in the CX, then, you know, how you can come up with the, with the right solutions uh, if you don't know what the user is expecting, uh, which, of course, refers to the analytics part, uh, because it's uh, just like CX, EX is a data-driven discipline. It's, I always say that. Uh, it's, uh, it's not just sending out uh, welcome packs or sending out chocolate set uh, at the Christmas. Uh, I call them cuties. These are cute, but you know that's not the whole uh, story here. So if you if you follow this pyramid, then I believe the the adoption and governance will be there. Thank you very much. It's I'm nothing to add because there is nothing to add. <laughs> Therefore, let's let's move to the next question. Now, now, now we understand why we have him in the call. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, but that's I really like to learn something to see new frameworks and also for the audience who will find also this overview um on in the show notes and i think it's it's really really interesting i'm looking forward also for the audience feedback uh, Orchun, how can c levels champion employee experience initiative and integrate them into the organization's dna okay this is um again another question that i will try to hold myself back not to talk long uh because this uh i really like the question now um i i will try to come up with with different answers, okay? Because they will all complement this. Now, one is um, walking the talk because you need to um, maintain the credibility uh, of the initiative. Because as leaders, um, just like customers, um, you can do one thing wrong and the customer will never forgive you and will move on to the competition. Uh, just like that, you know, leaders need needs to be consistent um, and think before talk uh, and act, of course. So um, integrity is very important. Um, you can, um, you, we can make a, a reference to MOTs here, moment of truth. Um, how you define moment of truth, we do it in employee experiences as the the. The moments where the company delivers on its brand promise and in critical times. So just like that, um, leaders need to deliver the, 
the leadership promise, the EX principles on times of crisis. Um, so that's the main thing the C-level um, leadership teams need to focus on, that moment of truth. Now, that's the, the first thing that I would like to say. Now, how to do that? Um, there is a, a great story that I heard from Jacob Morgan, and I would like to share it here with you. So one day, um, this woman comes to Gandhi, okay, with her uh, little daughter. And then she says, Gandhi, my daughter um, loves candy so much, and I cannot stop her from eating it. But you're Gandhi, if you say, don't eat candy to her, she will never eat candy again. Then Gandhi says, okay, come back to me next week. Then the woman says, you know, why don't you say it now? And Gandhi says, please come back next week. And then a week passes and the woman comes back again and then says, okay, Gandhi, we're here. Can you tell it now? And Gandhi says, honey, please don't eat candy. And the woman says, why didn't you tell this a week ago? Because you didn't tell me anything different. Then Gandhi says, well, I was eating candy myself last week. So how can I say don't eat candy while I'm doing it myself? But I stopped eating candy for a week and I now know that it is doable. So now I'm saying it. It's, it's a great story, you know, and, you know, it's spot on. Um, I love it. It's, it's really a, a great story. Thank you very much for, for sharing it. And uh, it's, it's, it's bring us to laugh, but it's, it's a reality and it's summarized very well what, what you shared in, in this, in this talk. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, one last thing, maybe um, if, uh, if the audience is looking for a, for a model uh, to deliver on good employee experience, um, whether that be C-level or managerial level or um, team leader level, doesn't matter, or the HR professionals, then they can um, have a look at the um, five effects model, the framework um, that I believe you're, you will kindly put the visual uh, to. Um, the reason why I named it as five effects is um, every input in a, in a function is there to service the same purpose, to, to create a single output. So the, the first um, four inputs of the framework are there to create the, the fifth input, which is the, the belonging. The framework argues that if a, an organization can provide a purpose, meaning, uh, healthy spaces and tools to the employees, then the model will, will create belonging, healthy and sustainable belonging. So they can have a look at the model um, and I believe it'll make good sense to them. Thank you very much. And Orchun, I like what you said and really we could talk there all day. This was already a bit longer game, but I still have some question for you to conclude this game in the extra time in the last two, three minutes that we have. Uh, what's the best way to find you or to find you, uh, Orchun, and uh, how can we find, uh, find Pisano? Um, I'm very active on LinkedIn, uh, so they can, um, you know, just search my name on the LinkedIn and I'll come up. Um, and I uh, regularly uh, post some articles on Pisano Academy. But if, if they um, have a quick look on Pisano Academy, they can easily find me there. Thank you very much. And Otskan, what's the best way to contact you? 
Yeah. Um, so just just a small addition to what Orchin said. So as you remember our conversation from last year about employee experience, how we think very serious about it and how we will change uh, the dynamics of that market. So what Orchin has selling and Pisano platform, Pisano employee experience platform will reflect all that depth and understanding of employee experience. So we, we've been already out uh, in the market for a few weeks now. We've already closed, you know, very important, huge organizations starting to use Pisano employee experience platform. So everyone listening to the podcast, I'd highly recommend dropping us a line, going through pisano.com website, dropping uh, them a request and seeing it in action. I'd highly recommend that. Again, I've never said that about Pisano CX. It's not that I'm not proud of that or it's not that we don't trust, but again, we're very well known. But on the employee experience side, it's very different than what's available in the market. So I'd highly recommend at least having a look and then you know talking to our people that knows the space that has been, again, in the um, HR and you know employee experience space for years now. So that would that would be a game changer um, uh, solution in the market. So we're quite excited uh, about uh, what is that going to bring uh, to Pisano too, and also the market. Hopefully, in a year from now, we'll have another session, and I'll tell you, Craig, look, this is what we've done in a year, um, as we've done with with the CX part this year. That's most probably we're going to achieve, and we hope to achieve much more than that in a year with our employee experience solution. So reaching out to us, again, I also use LinkedIn very actively, although, you know, over the last couple of months, I'm not sure if you would share the same experience. I'm very bored of, you know, these direct email uh, messages. You know, yeah, we have 100 engineers somewhere on the world. Would you like some more engineers? Like I have 100 engineers. They're best of Java. They're best of everything. So those are, you know, I have hundreds of them every day. Like literally, you know, it's, it's, you know, LinkedIn needs to find a solution for that very, very seriously, like very seriously with the, you know, at the age of AI, they need to, they need to be able to filter those messages on, on otherwise they will lose credibility. And on top of that, you know, um, um, you know, Pisano website is always there, uh, you know, as soon as they go there, I'm still involved on every piece of business. So I'm, I'm everywhere on a daily basis. I know how many calls we received per day now. I know every metric. So I'll, I'll definitely see what's going on and what's flowing through the uh, through the pipelines and processes of Pisano. And then um, I think that would be the best ways to reach uh, to reach myself and Pisano. Perfect. And Otkan, I'm not asking you if you have 15 minutes for a short demo, as I'm getting thousands of these emails also and messages through LinkedIn. Do you have 15 minutes for a short call? I'm not asking that, don't worry. <laughs> but now we are coming to the highlight of uh, today's episode. Let's start with Orchun. Orchun's golden nugget, it's something that we discussed or something new to leave to the audience. Um, okay, let me let me say this. Um, and an average person, uh, works 90,000 hours in his or her lifetime. Uh, the only activity that we do more than this is sleeping. So we all deserve 
a better experience at work. Now, you cannot learn what a good experience looks like by reading it from a book or by reading it from a user's manual. So if you need your employees to deliver great customer experiences, you first need to have them experience it. They first need to live through it so that they can say, ah, oh, now I understand what you mean, so that they can go over and above their job descriptions to make the customer smile and then leave your premises with a I will come back mentality. Um, that's why employee experience is the other side of the coin. If you're leading the way for a great customer experience, Richard Branson was right. And please remember what he said. You know, you take care of your employees and they'll take care of your business. As simple as that. Thank you very much. And I really enjoyed this discussion, but I would like to give the last 20 seconds to Otskan. What's your hope for the future? Yeah, so at this scale, at this stage, you don't you don't hope for anything. You just deliver. <laughs> no, no, no one cared about what you hope or you know what you feel, unfortunately. So I'd say we'll deliver. You know, we'll deliver. Pisano is a technology-led customer-driven organization, and we will keep delivering. Thank you very much. And I we can close the close the loop because we started saying. And the Pisano and Otka delivers on the promises and we conclude with the delivery. And I think as Orkun said, everybody of us, we are employees and we deserve a better experience. Uh, Otskan, Orchun, thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much for to Pisano for this outstanding discussion. Please stay with me to the audience for today. It's everything. Thank you very much. Please provide us feedback, contact Otskan and Orchun for any question that you have for a demo. Um, happy to support this process. Thank you very much and bye-bye. Thank you very much, Greg. Thank you for having us, Greg. Okay. If you enjoyed this episode, please share the word of mouth. Subscribe it, share it. Until the next episode, please don't forget, we are not in a B2B or B2C business. We are in a human-to-human -human environment. Thank you.